All right. Hello, my name is Beth. I'm going to be interviewing Teresa on her bedroom. And my first question is, what are three words that define the essence of your room? Cluttered, eclectic, uh, quirky. What's the last word you said? Quirky. Quirky. Hmm. Do you feel that your room, I guess, exemplifies who you are or is able to project the intricacies of your identity? So it is, it's evolving to speak a little bit more to my taste. Um, and to fill you in, I moved in with my partner a little over a year ago. So things are shifting <laughs> and that's like, and it's a, it's actually a really great process. So like, cause we're both very amenable to like shifting things. So um, it's, it's good though. Day by like day by day, things become a little bit more about me, a little bit more about him, but a little bit also about us. So it's nice. Yeah. Wait, I'm just going to move because someone started sure. playing music. <laughs> You're going to keep running away from these musicians. <laughs> Okay, this looks good. <clears throat> Do you feel that now that you live with someone else that you still have the space to like express yourself while allowing them to do the same or is it a balance between two things? You know, it's a little bit of both. Um, I mean, I think what makes it work is that we're both very flexible. So um, I, you know, I coming into this like domestic space, I didn't have a lot of things. So, and, and I'm not someone who's very attached to sort of stuff either. So um, yeah, so it's, it's a little bit of like, there's not too much like, how do I say this? Um, I don't have to negotiate much. So, um, when it cut, when it came to my, um, cause now, you know, since going virtual for the most part, like my, I think one thing I did was carve out a corner. Um, I carved out a corner to make sure that like I had an office space and, and that was the only, that was like the only thing that I needed was like an office space. So, um, and I did that successfully by like repurposing furniture from one area and bringing it into here. So that was nice. So yeah, it's been a like pleasant process. And we're every weekend it's like cleaning and then shifting things from here and there. <laughs> um, what rooms have you lived in and what themes do you think have 
been present or have continued or discontinued? Let's see. Uh, it's, it's funny because since this like last year and a half, I moved around a little bit. Um, I lived in a few different spaces that weren't my own. Um, and so I'm trying, like, I think that a lot of it, and that I think that meant a lot of like renegotiating who I was. So like completely getting rid of a lot of things um, and having to make that decision. That's, it's actually very, very cleansing and a very, it's like a nice experience to be like, you know, not having, it, it didn't even really feel like I didn't have a home because I had to move around so much. It was just more like, I'm just felt like um, getting to know myself and being okay with myself felt like home for a while. So, but now that I'm like moving into like a more permanent situation, um, that's also nice to feel a little bit grounded geographically, spatially. Um, mm -hmm. But I think that year and a half moving around um, from one situation that didn't work to like temporary situations till now, um, mm -hmm. it was it was almost like a transition process and, and a way to sort of reevaluate who I was and what I needed. So, um, yeah, I hope that answers the question. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I guess like to make it more specific, do you mm -hmm. have any items that you've kept throughout all of these changes all throughout all of the rooms that you've lived in or do you have any to make the specific question more specific um mm -hmm. do you have i guess artifacts of your past that throughout all of these transitions that you were able to uh preserve yeah definitely always books right i mean you have lugging those around is difficult, but there are always, there are always a handful of books that came with me. Um, and I can send you documents of those. Yeah. Uh, obviously my computer, um, during pandemic, I was trying to teach myself how to DJ. So I have this like yeah. mini, like really basic DJ board <laughs> that came with me. And that was, that is very, it traveled very well with me. Um, Aside from that, you know, photos, um, a, a few smaller objects that, you know, were either gifts, like little ceramic knickknacks that came with me. Um, all of that would probably fit into one box, <laughs> aside from the books, but like these, yeah. these like smaller sort of like knickknack decoration things would probably fit into a smaller box. Yeah, but those are things that like, as you were, you know, asking about personality, it's more about like personal history so some of those things came with me, yeah. Yeah, um, <clears throat> this also goes into another question I wanna ask. What's the value of history to you? Oh, very valuable. I think, um, you know, especially like having to migrate so much in the year and a half, um, you know, history, the only link I have to my past is just like, the history that I know, um, you know, where I came from and where I am now is like, although it's like, seems very linear, um, you know, sometimes some moments feel more present than others do um, and not necessarily in a timeline fashion, but history is very important because there are just moments that I will recall and that kind of will address the present. So, um, 
yeah, history to me is very important, personal, familial, um, political, like, you know, when we think about the VSI, like all aspects of history are important to me. And I should say that my undergrad was in history. So <laughs> um, it like very much defines kind of like the way I think about things. So yeah. <clears throat> hmm. What, like, did you uh, <clears throat> major in any specific part of history? You know, it's, it's interesting. Uh, I went to school, um, the history program there was really divided into modern European history, American history, or, or African history. Mm -hmm. And I took I took courses in, and then there's Jewish, and there's Jewish studies, which was heavily, it was like a um, Jewish cultural classes, but also European history. So I took courses in every area, and mm -hmm. I just happened to have more weight in modern European history. Yeah. And the focus of my writing was about um, a, a filmmaker from the USSR who spent and it was about his project that he did in Mexico. So I ended up having a European focus, um, mm -hmm. but I took extra credits in history and in all three sections. So, cause it was very, you know, the seminars were very much like broken down into a very like niche topic in history, which I really loved. Um, mm -hmm. So um, it was very scattered, but you know, at the end my weight ended up being closer to European history, so. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, the reason I ask is because I feel like, um, like people care about history, but I haven't met enough people who actually study it. And I feel like it must be such like, do you think that has like, I mean, of course it has influenced the way you look at your life, but I'm curious to see how it has like uh, your focus on in history and being able to like learn how to categorize time in such a way. Right. I mean, I think, you know, the, the way I thought about history when I was an undergrad is a little bit different than how I think about it now. Um, and it's interesting because I think in grad school is when I started reading a lot of critical theory and critical theory that like forces you to really deconstruct all areas of the humanities and the way in which you're fed information. Um, so I look back on history thinking that everything I know about it or have been taught about history, at least in an academic sense, is like very much written in some voice or some lens. Um, so there's always this like, you know, and also thinking about like the focus of my sort of undergraduate career was like European focused and like, why did it have to be that way? You know, because the, obviously the course offerings are more robust in like Europe and the Americas, et cetera. So yeah, I just, I think it makes me like when I was in graduate school and studying art history, it made me really want to like veer away from that. But in some ways it's always just like the course offerings that are not European focus or always like this, you're always drawn back to this idea of post-colonial, like the post-colonial situations in Africa, Latin America, um, in the United States. So it's um, it's so weird how 
you really try to get away from like the, the you know centralized western european notion of everything but then it draws it draws you back and the only way to be like really critical about it is to go back and deconstruct like why is this world so heavily like why the centripetal force of like history is always just about this west the the like effects of western european civilization on the rest of the world so um and you know i think the ways in which to get away from that focus is like is like kind of trying to understand history and culture in a non-academic way um and that's just something that i'm starting to realize you know so whether it just be conversations you have with people that aren't that come from different circumstances like that's maybe the best way but um i don't know it's like this <laughs> going back and like after years of studying and sort of even after being out of college like you know, running like the internship program and think having to think about ways in which we understand history, how we can understand history and learn about history in ways that aren't necessarily academic, you know, so uh, you're, it's like a uh, living is and getting older is con you're constantly having to relearn and relearn things. So, mm -hmm. um, and I'm, I'm happy. I'm fine with that too. So like I've, I'm constantly keeping an open mind about things. So. Yeah. Mm -hmm. mm. Do you feel that, um, like, I guess, I don't know if this is, uh, I guess this is just out of my own curiosity. Um, do you think that learning history has affected the way you organize your memories? You know, to a certain extent, yes. And, um, you know, just to go back to what I had said earlier, you know, I learned the way I was taught history was like, you know, very academic and very traditional. Um, and, you know, then reading critical theory in graduate school really, really sort of like opened my mind into uh, like to understanding like how I perceive my own history. It's just, again, not very linear and like some, some memories being stronger than the, like than others and what is documented and what is not like that's become something very big um that i called into question lately is when i think about personal history and like and social media and like what is documented and what isn't and then how is that affecting my memory um and my own perception of personal history um yeah and just thinking about like how images and the advent of photography too have affected that so um yes like you know because anyone who studied i think basic history knows like primary sources, secondary sources, etc. And, and those are all, and the way those are sort of weighted is just like how accurately they can speak to this idea of the truth, right? So, um, <laughs> and, you know, thinking about these things later, it's like, well, how accurately do images or do documents really support the, the truth or the context of like, and is there like a objective truth when you are studying history. Yeah. And you, and I, you can apply that too to personal history too, so. Hmm. Do you feel that, it's interesting because you're the only person I've interviewed who is living with someone else and has to share their space. Um, so I have to like rearrange the questions a little bit. And I know you said that you and your partner are really flexible with how you're able to present the living space in the way that's shared. Um, does it feel more whole 
to like work on it together, kind of like mixing two elements and to like compose something of a unity, I guess. Yeah, I think absolutely. And that was something that was, you know, I'm, I'm someone who doesn't really need a lot of space or to, or feel like I need to have a presence somewhere, but that was something that was actually initiated by my partner, which was really nice. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's for some people, I know it can be contentious, um, and cause a lot of stress, but it don't think that that's the situation here. And, you know, again, every weekend it evolves. So it's nice. Um, what kind of relationship do you have to private space or have you always had your own private space? Here's the thing. Since I was just about 18, I have never, I haven't lived alone. Yeah. Um, so once I left the house for college, um, I'd always had roommates. Um, I'd have maybe periods of a few months living alone but never fully having and i was never i never had an issue with that so maybe that made that's what makes me so flexible in terms of sharing spaces with people is i had always lived with a roommate so maybe i had a room to myself and but you know the situation was always sharing a space and you know that's something i felt like i've always had um, an easy time doing so and I grew up with a sister too. So it's, <laughs> you know, it was always sharing, like sharing spaces was something that was always very familiar to me. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> what do you feel is the function of bedrooms besides sleep? Or do you think that they have any other function? Or what have bedrooms been for you? Yeah. Yeah, since living in New York City, I want to say bedrooms have always been something that is a bit of a multi-purpose room so um you know it's a space for creativity it's a space for now it's a space for creativity work it's a space for meditation um exercise um you know the pandemic it just like you i almost did everything in my bedroom so (laughs) um it's my conduit to the outside world now because of like, you know, like what we're doing here, it's, it's how I was interfacing with people for the most part. Um, yeah. And so that being said, it's like, it also, now that it has more weight in my life, it, it has to be a space, especially this corner that I'm sitting in, that um, feels like I can stand to be here <laughs> for hours upon hours a day. Um, yeah so and you know it's just i think um also dedicating you know when you're talking about stuff it's like the way you organize things too so making sure that like this space is dedicated to work or creativity this space you know just to my left is sleep and the space you know in the far corner is for music um so I think that it it's all just about compartmentalizing the room in the way that you compartmentalize your head. I think that's what's that's what's happened in the last year and a half, I think. So um and if that needs to change, you know, to like 
make productivity better for yourself then then just be okay with that then that's that's pretty much what i've done so yeah mm -hmm. um all right this is the last uh question can you give me a tour of your room <laughs> yeah absolutely okay it's funny because you've spent what eight weeks just looking at me predominantly in this corner <laughs> yeah. um okay so let's okay so here is my desk let's see if i can give you a better view I'll put it. so the computer's on my dresser now mm -hmm. this is my desk um it's very small but it's very i think practical yeah um just make sure that you see um if i can explain what's on here so here's just like you know these are opium pods that my friend put in this like really awesome fall mm -hmm. like um what do you call them bouquet that was made for me last year and then they dried out and they just look really awesome yeah. um, next to some lavender which is always very calming to have around <laughs> um this is just a lamp i got at ikea that i thought looked cool next to this yeah. hand mm -hmm. which was a bookend that my partner had and i was like this is perfect i'm gonna move this here and he was like okay so that's what I mean about compromise. It's just like, I'm gonna move this bookend here cause it's practical and it looks, it fits with this yeah. <laughs> opium pod light bulb situation. Yeah. Um, this is like a little pad. Jamie had one of these and I was like, I need to get one. Mm -hmm. So it's like a giant mouse pad, but also just makes things easier to like, makes this surface a little bit softer for whatever use anyways yeah. um file storage and this is like a little booster for my laptop so i'm not like hunching over mm -hmm. to speak to people yeah. um this is this lunar calendar for 2022 that i um saw online by this a collective called Chop Suey Club, which I just yeah. thought this was really amazing. So I ordered one. Um, and this is a frame that I found on the street. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is the second door. So I live in a shotgun apartment, if you know what that means. So like, it's very um, narrow, but there are two entrances. So this is the second entrance that we don't use. Yeah. Um, and I'm trying to figure out like how to make this not look like a door <laughs> so much. Um, but all I've gotten so, to so far is this is a watercolor painting my friend made that he used as wrapping and I just thought it was amazing. So, um, right. So this is a work in progress. The door is, uh, this is a bookshelf. This what? has a large eclectic collection of books that I have and my partner has pictures of my partner with his children, mm -hmm. um, our ever expanding record collection, which is becoming an issue <laughs> leads into. So yeah, I my bedroom is, my like bedroom is, corner. yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's like split by this um, shelf. And then the other side is just the record room. Yeah. Um, this is my dresser that you've probably looks familiar from VSI, but here's the close up of it. And these are just collected items that belong to both of us. So yeah. um, um, do you have any items, any of the items you mentioned before? 
that you um, had kept for uh, as you were moving around? Yeah, let me show you. Okay, so here is um, just another shelf of, and base. there's like no function to it except to hold all of our knickknacks. Yeah. Um, so I'll take you to this shelf. This is an illustration of a tarot card that my friend made, which mm -hmm. I had ordered from her. This is, where is it? A ceramic cat that I got oh. somewhere in Southern California, or I think, wait, no, maybe in Texas, but yeah. um, this sits right next to the paw print of my late cat, Tyler, oh. who was, in, <laughs> so that comes with me. Yeah. Um, that's come with me wherever I go. Mm -hmm. um, this is in my guitar, which I still need to practice, but, um, and this illustration I did for an art history class that was just like a practice in, um, how do I say it? It's interesting because she asked us to sketch something that we saw at the MoMA. Yeah. Um, that to help us with, um, visual description, how to, yeah. So visualize it, draw it, and then write it. Yeah. Um, so those are like a few things that have come with me. Mm -hmm. um, trying to think of anything else, like just some plants, you know, yeah. like this was cuttings that I had and now it's kind of a potted plant. <laughs> it has good days and bad days. Um, yeah. Mm. Like I said, that's not much of it is mine. There are things that I've like purchased mm -hmm. recently to like make the space feel like a little bit more organized and like me. Um, so if you want an example of that, I like, I always like these weird catch, I think they're called like catch-alls. So I put my jewelry in there and like loose chain. Which, yeah. yeah. And so it just helps me to like take a bunch of like small things and, and sort of organize them. Um, yeah, but this is the bed. <laughs> it's in the center, but to give you sort of a point of reference and I can take more photos and show you. So, yeah. um, and then we have two huge windows, which is really nice. We get a lot of morning sun. So mm -hmm. that's good. Uh, do it's you have a favorite here. aspect of your bedroom? I'm, to be honest, even though I do most of my work here, I love my desk, you know, it's like nothing too crazy, but I think, you know, the simplicity of it and like just the few things that are on there, and I think maybe it's just um, a testament to like a good situ being in a good situation too. Um, yeah, I think this has got to be like one of my more favorite spots in the house, you yeah. know, in general. So um, it's a it's a corner that was like given to me too for the purpose. So yeah, but my desk has always been like a for the last like year. It's been a favorite spot of mine. All right, um, that's it for the interview. Thank you so much. Okay. Uh huh. I really enjoyed this conversation. I feel like um, every person has been really unique, but you're what like the insight that you offered was definitely uh, some of the most unique interactions that I've had. So thank you. Oh, cool. All right. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Um, I I will send you more pictures. I promise. Um, that way, you'll get like a better sense of detail than through this computer camera um but yeah that was fun <laughs> i usually it's usually get really nervous when i put on the spot but um 
I don't know. It's an easy topic to speak to, and I'm really glad to touch base with you too, though. So yeah, I appreciate that. All right. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I'll, it was good to speak with you. If you need anything else from me, feel free to email or um, whatever. I'm happy to, if you need to ask more questions too, happy to do that as well. So, but I'm really looking forward to seeing what this turns into. <laughs> Thank you. If not just my aspect, it's like what everyone else, I'm very curious to see like what everyone else is, has said or what things look like in their bedroom. So, yeah. yeah. I feel like that's also like, one of the like benefits of this whole thing is like I really get to see what people are like when they're alone or when I like it's even more interesting when it's a stranger because I have no other um, like reference of them besides like this yeah. really close inter like interview with them so yeah yeah it's a, it's a juicy topic really <laughs> and I think like you know even like through the experience of VSI, you see, you get to see a little peek of what everyone's situation was. But um, I, I remember very vividly like our our interview with you with Nelly and seeing that you had um, your art along the wall. So I thought that was very interesting. And yeah. I was like, I want to know more. <laughs> but yeah, seeing my bedroom too. So you'll get the whole yay. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, be in touch. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Bye -bye. Beth. It was good to see you. Bye.